Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. It's good to be in the house of God this morning, isn't it? Amen. Are you glad to be here? Glad to be in the house of God? I'm glad to be here. I'm sort of glad to be preaching to you. You make me nervous sometimes, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be in the house of God. Man, I'm so thankful for the body of Christ. The pastor's out of town preaching. Pray for him. And uh, amen. I believe God's going to move tonight, today, in a special way. I believe that. I do. Really do. I really like that song that they sang. Y'all like that song? That's a good song, man. I, I, I can get down with that song. That's a good song. I got a problem with that song, though. Something, something, something not right in that song. I, now I got y'all wondering, nervous. I just worship to a song that's not right. There's, there's a line in that song that, that, that's not right. Turn to your neighbor and say, uh-oh. 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 I, I, can y'all sing that chorus again for I guess this would probably work Buster best if you like counted them in and then they'll see. Last time they were, everybody was looking at me like, when do we come in? When do we, do we sing here or there? When do, when do we do that? So, so we're going to sing the chorus and then I, I'm, I'm going to show you something. Okay, y'all ready? All right, Buster. Show me one thing he can do. Show me a mountain he can do. waters God cannot part. The waters God cannot part. Let's pray, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence that is here. I pray, God, that you would, would you help me pray for just a moment, lifting of your voice? Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for your presence that we feel in this room today, God. We pray, oh Lord, that you would have your perfect way. I know you got a plan for this day. And I pray it would come to pass in Jesus' name. One more time, clap your hands in advance for what God is about to do. Oh, come on, let's do it. Let's do that. Let's do that in expectation of what God's going to do. Amen. You can be seated. The waters God can't part. Now, let let me start here. God can do anything, including part water. We see in scripture several times where God parts water. I, 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 uh, I liked what Scott Graham said the other night, so I think I'm gonna use it today. There's, there's, there's several times, I'm not gonna tell you how many, that God parts water, and I'm gonna talk to you about those those, those moments where God parts, are you ready? Are, are, you, are, you, are you ready to hear this? All right. In Genesis chapter one, verse six, is the first time we hear about God parting the water. Scripture tells us that he created a firmament. Everybody say a firmament, just because you probably haven't said that this week. Turn to your neighbor, say firmament. Firmament, firmament, firmament. Say that five times fast. 
firmament. That just means a space. God created a space. Genesis 1, 6 and 7 tells us that he divided the waters. He, he parted the waters, uh, the waters of the land and the waters of the atmosphere. He parted the waters and created a place for mankind. It's amazing when you begin to think about creation and about what God had to do or what, what had to be exactly right for this place to be able to be inhabited by us. I don't, I don't have all of the facts with me here today, but, but it's something like if the, if the earth was just a few, a few feet or inches or I don't know the exact, but if it was just a little bit off from what it is right now, it, we would not be able to, to be here. But God arranged this world in such a way that, that you and I could be here. And, and this is a prepared place. And I want to tell you that God can always, and God has always parted waters to prepare a place for his people. He always has. He did it in Genesis chapter 1, and he's still doing it today. He is still preparing places for people. Amen. I'm going to tell this story. I don't know if this is going to fit or not but I have not been able to get this dumb story off my mind all week. So I'm going to share it, and maybe it'll fit, maybe it won't, but I'm going to share it anyway because uh, I got the mic. So I was a teenager, uh, maybe a little younger. I, I, I hope, Hopefully I was younger than a teenager, but, but uh, I was a teenager, and, and my pa- at my parents' house, they have a pool. It's an above-ground above pool with a deck built around it. And, and as a teenager uh, in, in the... In the, uh, in the off months when the weather was colder, they would, dad would take a tarp and he would, and he would you know, one of those pool tarps and he would put it around the, the pool and, and so the, the pool would have a, a, a tarp on it. And when the winter would come, you know, that would, rain would get on top of that and all of that. And so, and so that would freeze over a little bit. And I remember as a teenager one time getting inspired I got inspired. It wasn't very cold. I don't even know if it was, Mom, I don't even know if it was winter. I, I, I'm not sure. I think, it was, I think it was fall or something, but I don't even know if there was ice on the thing. But I, but I, I just, I, I got up on the deck and I was like, I wonder if I can run across that. I think I can. <laughs> and so, and so, and so I took off, I took off uh, on the deck and I, I tried to run across the tarp of, of that pool to get to the other side where the deck was. And I found out that that was not the place that God prepared for me to live. <laughs> I did not have the ability to walk on the water or on the tarp that was on the water. And that was, um, uh, that was one of many dumb things that I, that I did as a teenager. But I said that because uh, I wanted to, but, but also to maybe say that, that God has prepared a place. He, in Genesis 1, he prepared a place for, for Adam, for Eve. He prepared the garden and, and made it perfect. He, he made all things just beautiful and amazing. And there was no sickness there. There was there was, no, there was no issues there. The, the, the water was pure. The air was clean. The, 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 there was no issues there. It was a perfect, prepared place for man. And still today, even though we know Adam and Eve were there and they fell and they made mistakes and they got kicked out of the garden, God still has made 
has made it a priority to prepare a place for his people. As a matter of fact, this is a prepared place. This is not just a place where people gather together to fulfill a religious duty and check church off of the list for the week, but this is a place where God has prepared. Listen, if we come just to hear a pretty sermon from a guy that hopefully has it all together, then we have missed the whole purpose of coming to church. The reason we come here is not because of, uh, of, of what person is here. It's because there is a God in heaven that has said, if you will go where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of the." He said, if you'll go to a place that you gather together in my name. He said, I'm going to do something that you can't do just in any place. I want you to know today that you are sitting, standing, living, breathing, moving in a prepared place today. This is a place where the hand of God comes. This is where cancer can be healed. This is where addictions can be broken off. This is where lives can be restored. And It's a prepared place. God can part every water that stands, amen, between us and a place that he will, God will always create a place for his people. God will always create a place for his creation. Everybody that walks in, can I stay here for a moment? I didn't plan to stay here. But God has, has created a place in every single person that has walked into this room. He's created a place in you. Did you know that? There is a place in your life that is specifically designed for God. Take, take your hand and, and, and make a little cup. And, is this all right? He creates an empty space in us where people try to fill it with, with, with money. People try to fill it with, with, with relationships. People try to fill it with, with drugs, with alcohol, with, with the cares of this life. People... People try to fill that empty space with other things only to find that it never satisfies. And so that's why one drink leads to two and two leads to a lifetime and, 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 and relationships are broken and never, never fulfill the, the empty place. Why does it, doesn't it fill the void? I'll tell you why. Because it's a prepared place for God and God alone. The only thing that can fill the place that God has prepared is the one who made that place. Amen. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. And I want to tell somebody today, there's a prepared place in you that is reserved for him. If you would just try Jesus, I promise you, it's the greatest decision you will ever make. Clap your hands and, and praise him. He will always part waters to create a place for us. The second place we find where God parts waters. Moses is standing on the brink of the Red Sea leading the children of Israel out of Egyptian captivity. God did not allow the children of Israel or Moses to choose the path that they would go to, to escape Egypt. As a matter of fact, God directed them. He ordered their steps to go to the Red Sea. He arranged it in such a way 
where he said, okay, I want you to go to the Red Sea and I want you to stand there. Scripture says they sat, they, they, scripture says they paused there. There was nowhere they could go. There was an enemy, enemy that was coming behind them. There was a, there was a, there was waters that was in front of them. There was nowhere, Brother Chuck, that they could go. It was the only person that could deliver them out of the bondage of their past was God. And so God said, I want you to look at what you can't do. I want you to look at the waters you can't part and the things you can't. Do you know that you don't have it and I don't have it with all within myself to make my life better? Do you know that you don't have the answers all by yourself to make life? You know, it's amazing. There was a, there was a, a pharaoh in Egypt who had all of the money and all of the land and all of the stuff. And he had absolutely everything, Brother Chuck, until his oldest boy was laying in his arms dying. He didn't have it then. The money couldn't answer it. The homes couldn't answer it. The, the, the vehicles couldn't answer it. All the stuff and the toys and the, and the people that he had serving him couldn't answer it. He had everything at, at his disposal until he didn't have the answer that was standing, that was laying in front of him. And God, God will put you in a place. God will take you to, can I preach to you for a moment here? I, I, know, I just, I, I gotta preach this the way I feel it. God will take you to a place where the only person who can deliver you out of the mess that you're in is the God who put you there. You mean God put me in a mess? Maybe. Maybe he put you in a mess to get your attention. Maybe he put you in a mess to get you to where you need to be. Because listen, if you, if you have hope only in this life, you will be miserable for the rest of it. But if you have hope uh, in the life that is to come, amen, it's not 75 years, uh, but it's forever. It's eternity. I would rather God wake me up now than, try, than shake me when I'm standing before him in judgment. I would rather God do something now I'd rather God bring me to a point in my life where the only option that I had was him I'd rather God bring me to a, a oh can I preach this morning I'd rather God bring me to a place in my life right now where the only answer I had was him than, 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 than standing before him on judgment day and hearing him say I never knew who you were you never had need of me you know blessings can be a curse you know, you know, having everything, that's the problem with the American culture, is we have everything and have need of nothing, and so we don't need God. We don't need an answer to prayer. We don't need, we don't need, we don't need God come through on these certain things because we've got it all. We've got doctors and, and we, we've got loans and we've got things and we've got, we've got uh, options that can get us out of chaos and out of turmoil. But listen, sometimes it is the mercy of God that will draw you to a place where the only answer you have is him. It's not his judgment. It's not him hating you. It's not him, it's not him thinking that you're, that you're lower than it's God's mercy that is taking you to a place that the only option is him. 
And if you will trust God with the future that you don't have the answer to, there's a Moses that will stick the staff into the water and those waters will part and you can walk across dry ground if you will put your trust not in what you have or what you possess, but in the God that you serve. I've come to tell somebody in this room, God can part waters that make a way out of the struggle that you're dealing with, out of the past that you can't get over, out of the depression that you can't seem to shake. God can make a way out of the past. He can make a way out of the sin. He did it before and he's gonna do it again. Oh, clap your hands and praise him. He pulled them, he parted waters to pull them out of their past. Has God ever parted some waters for some people in this room? Because, I, amen, I've been in this too long to say that God can't do it. I've, you, I, you come to me too late. I've seen God too, heal too many addicts, heal too many people. You know, I, you know, at a young age, when this church was on Marietta Street, I'll never forget, I saw a tumor disappear off of a man's leg. It stuck with me, it's still, it's still, it's with me today. I'll never forget it as long as I live because he didn't have any other answer. But when he came to the Lord, when he came to the Lord, that tumor that was on him, it looked like a softball. When that tumor that was on him, when they laid hands on him and said, in the name of Jesus, that tumor disappeared. Why? Because when you try everything else, try the healer and he's going, oh God. You find not only did God, not only did God pull the children of Israel out of their past, but he pulls them into their future. Joshua, the third place we see waters parted. Joshua is standing at the brink of the Jordan River. Joshua has preached and Moses has, has preached about a land that is flowing with milk and honey. It's, it's an amazing land. The, the grapes are massive. The fruit there is, is unlike anything that they have seen. The promises of, of what that land had was, was, it, it, was a, it was a land that represented the place where God was trying to take them to. Because listen, God will never pull you out of something without having a plan to take you somewhere. He will never pull you out of a former life just to leave you, uh, just to leave you on your journey and just to leave you alone and say, okay, now you've got it. Go ahead and take it from here. No, no, no. God's not that way. Anytime God pulls you out of a lifestyle, of a way of thinking, of, of an addiction, of anything, anytime God pulls you out of something, it's because he has something greater to give you. It's because he has something better for you. And so God did not just leave the children of Israel to get out of sin, but he, 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 he made a way for the children of Israel to get into their purpose. It's not the will of God for you to just get out of sin. It's the will of God for you to get into your purpose. 
You mean I have a purpose? You mean God has a plan for, that's exactly what I'm saying. To every individual in this room, God does not want you to just not do bad all the time. He wants you to find out what it is that he has called, why he brought you here in the first place, why you exist in the first place. Listen, we aren't here just to work a job, go home and go to bed and do it all over and just be excited about the weekends and then the other days we're miserable. God didn't create us for that. You know that. God didn't create us to be happy two days out of a seven day week. But God said, he said, I've come to give you life and I've come to give you life more abundantly. Some of you haven't experienced life more abundantly because you have never pursued the purpose of God. You've come out of sin maybe, you've come out of the past maybe, but you've never pursued the future that God has for you. Let me preach to you in this room. If you will trust God, with your future. He'll send a Joshua to the brink of the Jordan River to part every obstacle that you feel is there. God will send a Joshua to part every obstacle that stands between you and the future that God has for you. He'll part all of it. Well, I'm I'm shy. Well, I don't, I, I don't talk real good. I, I, I don't know how God can use somebody like I've got a past. I've, I've got baggage that I carry around. I, I, I've made mistakes. I've got issues in my life. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it's waters and it's, and it's, and it's an obstacle and it doesn't look like it's able to be passed over. But you hear the word of the Lord on this Sunday morning. If God can part the waters for the children of Israel to, for them to move, into the place that God had promised to them, then God can part every obstacle that's in your life, amen, that is holding you back from going and finding out what the purpose is of why he created you. You have a purpose. You have, God has a plan for your life. He will part every water that holds you from your future. I don't see a way, uh, I don't see a way that my family can be restored. I don't see a way that things can be what they ought to be. I don't see, maybe, maybe you're standing before waters that you don't have an answer to today. That's great. You're at a great place today because you're in the presence of the water parter. You're in the presence of the obstacle remover. You're in the presence of the God that's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or even think according to the power that works in us. God can part the water. The fourth time in scripture that God parts the waters, Elijah is standing on the brink again of the Jordan River. Elisha is behind him and Elijah takes his mantle and smites the waters and the waters part and Elijah and Elisha walk across on dry ground. And Elisha's taken up in a whirlwind. The mantle falls near Elisha and Elisha picks it up and stands on the brink of that Jordan water again and yells the words, where is the God of Elijah? And takes that mantle and slaps the water and the water parts again. Because the God of the previous generations is still the God of this generation. The God of this Bible, the God of the God of 
that, 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 that turned murderers into preachers, the God that, the God that turned water into wine, the God that, 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 took, a, that took a lady who was dealing with a, an issue of blood for 12 years, the God, the God that made the blind see and the, the lame leap and the dead walk, the God that called Lazarus out of his own tomb, the God that did the works of, that turned five loaves and three fishes into, and fed five to the God. The God, the God that did all of those things back in that day is still the God that does it today. I've seen God heal cancer. I've seen God, I've seen God restore sight. I've seen God, listen, this isn't stories we talk about of yesterday, but God is still moving today. He will part every obstacle, amen, that holds us back from seeing what they saw in this book. I'm, I'm, uh, you hear me right now. Everything that they saw, you can see. God is still pouring out his spirit today. You can have the spirit of God living in your life. Well, that's not for me. That was just for, that was just for people in this book that, 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 that lived right and had it all together and they followed Jesus and, and they did all the things and did all the things right. No, 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 no. He said, this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That promise was not capped off when this book closed and the last page was written. But, but, but that promise is still alive and well today. God has filled millions with his spirit. God has filled millions with the Holy Ghost and he's still pouring out his spirit today. He's still pouring out healing today. He's still breaking the bonds of addiction today. He's still making the blind see today. The God of yesterday is still the God of today and I want somebody to know in this room that God can part waters. He can part waters that remove you from your past. He can part waters that pull you into your future. He can, he can part waters that create a place for you and him. He can part waters that let you know that the things he did for others he can do for you. But there are waters that God cannot part. There are waters, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, uh, this morning, there are waters that God cannot part. He tells us in Micah chapter 7 and verse 18, who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity? Go down to verse 20. The Bible says he will turn again and he will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Scripture promises us that our sins will be cast into the depths of the sea. That's great, preacher. That's, that's exciting. You know, growing up, growing up, I heard the term all the time, the sea of forgetfulness. Have you ever heard that term before? If you've heard it, wave your hand, raise your hand. Sea of forgetfulness. You know, I always thought it was in there, but it's not in there. Sea of forgetfulness ain't. It ain't. It's not. It is not in the scripture. It, it, it's not there. You look, you look around for sea of forgetfulness, you ain't gonna find it. But I'll tell you what you will find. You will find the principle. Listen, uh, can I park here for a minute? Can I preach here? Hebrews 10 and 3, turn there. 
Hebrews 10 and 3. Watch this. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance. Somebody say a remembrance. Again, made of sins every year. In the Old Testament, they would bring a sin offering. It was an animal that they would bring to the priest at the tabernacle every year. It was an offering for their sins. And every year, they would take that offering. They would bring it to the priest. And every year, Scripture says, there was a remembrance of the sins. There would be, I can see the man walking up with a sacrifice, remembering the sins and the mistakes of yesterday, the faults and the failures. And every year he would bring that sacrifice to, to push back the sins. One more year, one more year, he would, he would push back those sins. You, you, you push them back. You can't, can't wash them away. You can't get rid of them. You, you, you push them back. You, you push back the sins for one more year. And every year there was a remembrance of those sins. There was sins that had been committed and mistakes that had been made. And every year there would be a remembrance of those sins. But Isaiah promised in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 25, he promised of a day that was coming where the Lord said, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and I will not remember thy sins. So, so scripture tells us that he's gonna cast our sins into the sea and he's going to remember them no more. There are waters, ladies and gentlemen, that God can part. There are many waters that God, many obstacles that God can allow us to go through. But the waters that God will never part are the waters that hold the sins of your past, the mistakes of yesterday. God will never part those waters. God will never resurface things in your life that used to be and are no longer. Listen, when God forgives you, he said, I will remember your sins no more. I mean, let me read some scripture to you. Jeremiah 31, I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sins no more. Hebrews 10, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Colossians 2 and 14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us and took it away, nailing it to the cross, amen. Psalms chapter 103, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Isaiah 1, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Blessed, Romans 4, blessed are they whose iniquities are 
are forgiven and whose sins are covered. I don't know about you, but I get excited over the fact that God does not hold the sins of yesterday to my charge today when I bow my knee at an altar of repentance and say, God, forgive me. He forgives me and treats me as if it has never happened before. I wish somebody in this room would stand to your feet and thank God for the sins that he washed away. <laughs> Music come. I'm a quick preacher. It's 1147. You are so welcome. God, God, listen, some of you in this room are one prayer away. The Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we will confess our sins, you don't confess your sins to me. I'm not God. You don't confess your sins to a man. You don't confess your sins to, to people. You confess your sins to God. He's the only one that can forgive those sins. So why? Why would I? Why would I confess? I, I'm going to confess my sins to God. The Bible says, if I will confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. When you confess your sins to God, there is something that happens. And God of all heaven and earth, amen, a God that's never made a mistake, never done anything wrong, somehow looks at an imperfect creature and says, I'll treat you as if it never Don't, don't take the place of God and carry around your past. Carry around the burden of yesterday, the decisions made. Oh, if I could just go back and do it over. I understand we all have those things to a degree, but don't you ever forget that that life that you lived Albeit as rugged and as rough as it was, that life that you lived led you to Him. Don't you ever forget. Yeah, you made some mistakes. You did some things wrong. And you said some things you wish you'd never said. Don't you ever forget that the life that you lived led you to a God that was able to forgive you, that was able to restore you and release you of everything that the past had brought on you. Don't you ever forget that the life that you lived led you to Him. And so before you condemn yourself this morning and before you wake up tomorrow and say, I can't because of who I am. I, I never could because of what I've done. Before you wake up tomorrow morning and live in doubt and unbelief and fear. Before you wake up tomorrow morning and discount God's grace and discount God's mercy and discount the blood that he shed on Calvary. Before you down yourself tomorrow morning when you wake up, don't you ever forget that there was a God, a perfect God, a perfect lamb that had no sin in him, had no wrong in him, had no mistakes and no reason to hang on a cross as a criminal would. A perfect God hung himself on a cross and took nails in his hands and his feet so you and I did not have to walk around with the sin and the shame and the mistakes of yesterday hanging over our heads. Don't you ever forget that there is a God
God that gave his life for you so that you didn't have to live in yesterday. He said, Noah, I'm glad you're here, buddy. I'm so glad you're here. He said, I've come. He said, the whole reason I came, the whole reason I came, I rolled myself in flesh and came to this earth. He said, I'm going to be Emmanuel, God, with us. He's, the, he's, the whole reason that he came, he said, I'm, I've come. I've come to give these people, the, these people in Zanesville, the people that are in the Anchor Church this morning at the 11 o'clock service, he said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. You're, you were never designed to walk around in regret. You were never designed to walk around in unforgiveness, whether that be toward others or whether that be toward yourself. You were never designed to walk around in unforgiveness. You take him, you strip him off of that cross and you put him on there all over again when you say that the cross wasn't powerful enough. It wasn't enough for me. So I'm going to you listen, 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 listen. God, you're not living the way God designed you to live. If you're walking around with the baggage of yesterday, it's time for somebody in this room once and for all to say, okay, God, okay, God, I give you my past. I give you my stuff. I give you my, I give you my, addictions, my doubt, whatever it is now, now is the acceptable time. Can't promise you tomorrow. I don't know how much longer we got here. Stuff's wrapping up. But listen, he's going to speak to you. He's going to bring it. And God's brought you a word today. I'm telling somebody in this room, it's time to get right with the Lord again. It's time to get right. Don't, don't play games anymore. Don't run from him anymore. Don't, don't, don't go back out and, and mess around anymore. Try, try this life that God has designed for you. Get right with God today. When you take your sins to him, He's going to cast them into the waters and he's going to treat you as if it never happened. Lift your hands with me all over the room. The Lord is here. I wish you would just pray right now. I wish you'd just open your heart. I wish you'd just open your heart. God, believe that today is an accident. I believe there's some people under the sound of my voice that have walked around with the weight of yesterday, sins and mistakes and regrets. I believe there's people that have come into this room heavy, heavy because of doubt, fear, and unbelief. I pray today, oh God, I bind those things in the name of Jesus. And I pray your mercy your grace would wrap your arms around somebody in this room today. Thank you for your forgiveness that's available to us. I wish somebody would just lift your hands and just and just confess to him and just confess to the Lord. These are the things that I've done. You can stay where you are. You can come to this altar. I don't really care. All I care about right now is that you would just lift your hands and lift your voice and say, God, God, I confess I made a mistake I messed up I've sinned forgive me forgive me 
Forgive me. Some of you need to pray in this room. God, I forgive myself. I release myself. I, I, I move on. I, I turn the page. I, I give it to you today, God. I, I release me. I release me today. I forgive me. Some of you need to pray. Some of you need to forgive those that have done you wrong. Talked about you that have said things that aren't true. They've run your name through the mud. So you need to take it to God and you need to release them. It's not them being held hostage. It's you. You need to open your spirit and you need to confess, God, I've allowed those words to hold me hostage for too long. I give it to you today. I confess it to you today. Forgive me. I forgive them. Now please forgive me. As they begin to sing and as they begin to play, you can stay where you are and pray. You can come to the altar. It's up to you. But I wish you just, I wish you just open up your heart. You don't have to be guarded. You don't have to be guarded towards God. He's not going to do anything to hurt you. You can trust Him. You can believe in Him. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.